Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, Jackie Cation here. Welcome to another the Dork Forest. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. There's a donation button. You use it. You don't use it. I like it when you use it, and I appreciate it. Anyway, Pat Brady fixes the audio. R- Mike Rickberg sang that song you just heard, and Vilmos fixes the website. Thanks for tuning in. Here, let's start with Baron Vaughn returning to the program triumphantly yes. with the good audio. Welcome to the program, Baron uh, Vaughn. Uh, yes, a very, very different program it is now. <laughs> it is. I had Graham Elwood on yesterday. Oh, yeah? And he was talking about how... The early you know, days? The old days with the telephone, with the and, telephone. Having, and having to turn around and look at me and go, why Why am I talking to one person on the couch and one person at the computer? Why is everyone not in front of me? But now you're like right in front of me. We're like directly this in is each it. other's lines of sight. This is it. Lines of it's sight. really intimate deeply, and intense. Deeply. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it. You know, I've been doing something a lot lately um, where I'm I'm forcing myself, not that I'm not uh, good at eye contact, right. but I'm making sure that I really look in people's eyes when I talk to them. Okay. But then I keep, the only thing that distracts me is when I have a mental monologue about which eye <laughs> should I look into, because I'm just like looking at the left eye a lot, or, right. or the eye to my, their left eye, eye to my right. You know what? I, uh, I the eye to your, that's, I'm looking in your left eye. Or left to me, your right eye. It sounds like a sounds like some sort of George Harrison lyric. You know what it is? Looking in your left eye. <laughs> it's spooky. It's spooky to look into people's eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I must have read a book when I was a kid that said, "Don't forget eye contact. Chop chop with the eye contact." It's good, you know, and it's 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 a it's intimate. You and know, it, it really is intimate. And when you get to know somebody, it's it's good to look them in the eyes. It's better. It implies some sincerity that may or may not be there. If but you I can do fake something it. that, and it's I actually have a joke about this. Let me just have a little bite of applesauce here, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like the five year old I am. <laughs> Baron Vaughn had to come uh, starving, sadly, and so uh, cashews weren't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. So uh, may- maybe a little applesauce and a cashews, more like cash. Ews. Um, that's, I know, stupid. I don't even know what um, that means. Yeah, but I, ha- I do have a joke about this, or I have a joke where I start, uh, uh with this. Farm it out. With, with Farm it out. Joke. Let's hear it. No, no, it's a thing that's in my act just about, like, when I, I used to, in New York all the time, just make eye contact with strangers on the street, which is a horrible that idea. That sounds like a harassment technique. Well, it's just like I would be walking around and I just catch eye contact with people all the time and it was it was usually unpleasant <laughs> because <laughs> most people walking around in New York trying to catch eye contact are I have a completely different agenda right in which it involves, so you've made everyone uncomfortable yes exactly because you're like oh my god that reminds me of that guy that tried to steal things from me or- well but usually that person will will trump whatever the last person did like someone will try to steal something but then someone tries to steal my soul my soul or my genitals <laughs> exactly exactly the last time you were on we talked about your PlayStation mm-hmm. username yeah um this was years ago. This was back, I believe, this in the seventies when when we when when the show first began. Exactly, it was an offshoot of the Flip Wilson program. <laughs> I loved his work. <laughs> Nobody wore a dress like that guy. He, mm-hmm. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfair. It doesn't doesn't cut it. Not at all. I said, any hoodle. He said it in the accent. In in the accent to which I've become accustomed, I have to say. But we did talk PlayStation. We talked video games. Are you still Are you still gaming? I'm still gaming, and I'm, I've gotten much more into it uh, with the PS3 because at the beginning, when 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 you and I talked, I think it was like a new acquired. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the PlayStation Network. Exactly. Um, this is pre the network being hacked. 
Oh, yes. I remember those oh, days. yeah, back in the day. That's the 9-11 of PlayStation. Do, do you always have your PlayStation on? The no, PS3? not always on. Because um, neither do I. But so every time I turn it on, I have to update it. And I say to the Sony PlayStation people, shut it. Stop with the updating. They're it's like always... iTunes. I don't want to download a new version of iTunes every time I log on to iTunes. Well, I like to believe with with the faith of uh, of, of of a techno. Tech, yeah, I like to have dude. the faith of. Well, I guess they fixed some bugs. <laughs> I guess the last time it froze. Blah blah blah. It won't froze this time. It won't froze. Exactly. It won't freeze. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. You, you think got, I would have had? You got nuts in your mouth. Peanuts. That is. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah. I mean. I've gotten better into it. I've gotten better into it. I've gotten more into it. You know. I. I I kind of tend a little bit more towards adventure games, things that have really interesting stories. Are you like the storyline, like a Zelda? I do. Well, you know, you got L.A. Noir over there. Sure. Uh, I've been looking to, to rip into that. I just... Um, yeah, we just got it because um, we're behind, and it's L.A. Noir and Uncharted. Have you played any Uncharted? Oh, is that the first Uncharted or Uncharted 2? I think it's two. Uncharted 2 is incredible. They're making a movie, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Of course they're making a movie, because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you make a movie from a video game? The only good movie made out of a video game? Good to stand by my man? Uh-oh. Mortal Kombat. What? The first one. <laughs> you think that's the only good movie made from a video game was Mortal Kombat? It might be the only one I've ever seen. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2 was on cable the other night. and uh, I saw Mortal Kombat 2. Not a good film. Not a good film. Not good at all. Highlander guy gone. Don't want to don't wanna watch it anymore. Yeah, all of them are kind of horrible. I mean, Street Fighter, Raul Julia's last movie. Um, I just saw that Legend of Chun-Li yeah. the, the other day. Horrid. Did you see Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? No, I didn't see that. I, I couldn't take... Jake Gyllenhaal with a British accent and some eye makeup. And like, now he's Persian. <laughs> now, now he's Persian. Now he's Persian. Wow. He has certainly been wackadoodled. Exactly. Because uh, if he's... It, yeah, I uh, I tried to play... My, my problem with the PS3 mm-hmm. and, and all games with... And all of it is I, I play uprights. So I'm not very good with the controller. And oh. so, you know, and to be good with the controller, all it takes is one day. One full day of yeah. playing the game yeah. for 12 to 14, 16 hours. And then... <laughs> And then you're in. And then, then you're, you're in. in. Then you that know precision. How- I mean, I get it. Like, with, especially with Uncharted Two. Um, I just uh, ripped into uh, Is- Infamous Two. Have yeah. you played Infamous? No. Infamous, I really enjoyed. Um, people go, people go back and forth with how they feel about it, but I really enjoyed it. It came out. I want to say about the same time as Assassin's Creed. I remember playing those games like back to back. Right. Assassin's Creed Two, that is. Right. And Infamous Two just came out. I'll lend them to you. Okay. Um, I think that, I think Mr. Kumail Nanjiani has laid claim to one of them. Oh, and Mr. Camille, he was on earlier with Jake Weissman, who would not stop talking about cats. So Camille did not get a lot of time to talk about his gaming. I think Jake told me about this. Right. right. I think he, he was like, loved, I love talking about nothing. People but should cats. know, by the way, Baron Vaughn, stand up comic, very, very funny stand up comic, yeah. actor on yeah. one of those characters welcome shows. Yeah, that's right. Are you not? USA characters you- welcome. <laughs> Nickel <laughs> in my pocket. Have you done, have you done a commercial characters welcome? I haven't done one of those characters welcome commercials. I, 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 Are they I, waiting for the show to blow the hell up? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, um, I'm what show to, is it? Tell people. It's called Fairly Legal. Thank God. Um, in which I play uh, a nerd, a blurred, a black nerd <laughs> in the play, in the show. But his nerdisms are different than my nerdisms. But uh, oh, right, right. They were just like close enough. It'll do, sir. Yeah, and you know what? That's the the, the thing I've been the most sensitive about is when there's like a D and D reference or a World of Warcraft reference that it be accurate. That there, we, we actually have to need. We need nerd because those are the two. Things that you don't know enough about, or yeah, I mean, okay. I I was big into D and D when I was younger, but I didn't follow through right as an adult. 
and World so don't of just make some random weird D and D reference and think that you know what the hell you're talking. Exactly, about. and I I know some things. Like I know I I can you see when they're glaringly off? Yes, that that and that's what that's what feels the. Luckily, we had a dude. The prop dude was a big D and D guy, and continues to be, and continues to be. So Good for he him. he was very instructive. About it. Instructive? Instructivist? I don't know what to think. I think instructive. You were correct. But D&D, I mean, I did play D&D, but I played... Um, what'd you play? 2.0? Well, Back we in the played day, or ghetto it? D&D, I called it. Oh, what'd you call it? Why'd you call it that? Well, because we didn't really follow any of the rules oh. of regular D&D, except, except for character sheets and, okay. like, stats. Okay, so you filled out the stats and character sheets We filled from out the, the stats, but the only... Well, basically, all we did was roll dice. That's why I call it ghetto D&D. The whole point of the game was rolling dice and fighting that's all we ever did that's munchkin yeah is that's, munchkin is that a game yeah it's a it's a um supposedly it's also a D term when you talk about a new D player is a munchkin and all they want to do is uh hit something and roll the body all you want to do is find loot and kill things that's basically what we did yeah yeah which is uh supposedly and you walk around the corner and you're in a fight what <laughs> someone throws a punch roll Huh? Supposedly, uh, you are not alone. That is a 13-year-old, uh, all D&D games begin with the first five years of, all I want to do is that. Yeah. And that is, uh, when I started playing D&D, which was about seven years ago now, when I met one Andy Ashcraft, uh, <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. I was like, I, I am now in a D&D game where I'm playing for the first time a cleric. But now you get to. Someone is helpful. To, yeah, to, I don't to have get to deeper in the world of it and mm-hmm. the oh. imagination. Of- I'm still a 15th level rogue that still wants to shoot things from far away. <laughs> But uh, but in this other one, I'm just like a third level cleric. But I'm but I, I am their only hope, because they go into these like because there's fighter guys. Yeah. Everybody else is a fighter. Um, I'm a cleric, so if I'm not in the game, some of them are going to die because they cannot be healed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Unless you are that you're you're Nightingale. Yes. Was yes. it Florence Nightingale mm-hmm. or something like that? You know what's weird is uh, my name is Nightingale. Oh, because I'm a cheese ball tribute. and I don't know anything I do about <laughs> being a cleric. Did I? I don't know if I talked about this last time, but when I I did get into a game called, and this will transition into this box I brought. You did bring a box. You brought I a box brought with me. I love it when people do bring visual props yeah. uh, that I don't know what the hell to do with. Uh, but I, you know what I do know what to do? Now that could be the picture on the app or on the, for the, for the player. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Boom. Boom house. <laughs> All right. Um, you okay. used to play a game. Yeah. Um, well, so because of D and D, I got into more games. The guy who played D and D with us, um, with my friend Norman who lived down the street. He got into he got into a game called Rifts. Oh, R I F T S. I R F T S. And um, Rifts was another game. I think it's still obviously it's still around. But he got a, a game master book. Okay. And then we transitioned more into that world of right. Rifts. Sure. And um, Rifts was basically um, the the premise of it is multiple universes have. These rifts have opened, and people from different universes have mixed in. Okay. So it's like, you know, you go into one universe, and it's it's kind of a fantasy universe where there's... it just opens it up. Yeah, there's like pixies and blah, 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 you know, pixies and fairies and centaurs, and, you know, you... Sort of a D&D kind of place. A more world... And then you go into a different world where it's like Terminator... Science-y. Yeah, and, it's like and, post-Terminator, like Skynet has blue shit up. Right. People are cyborgs and have arms that are that are Gatlin guns and stuff sure, like that. Sure. So it kind of, all those things combined. And what Rifts did is 
because of the different universes, they started making more game books that were specific for universes. Sure. Like, and there was another one. I want to say it was called Pantheon. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the God one. The gods. It's the yeah. same people who made Rifts. Right. So he and, got that Pantheon book, and then we were making the gods and stuff like that. I also played uh, for for a while, and I think it just ended uh, two Champions games. Hero, the Hero System. That is the game I got into. You got I went into the Hero System. I went into the, the freaking the store. The uh, the comic book store that was next to the pole hall in and what I, town? In and, what town? In, in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right, where you were raised. Where, where I was, no one was raised. I was raised where no one was raised. <laughs> uh, and I bought that Champions Game Master book, and right. I thought I had I had socially arrived. I had arrived. <laughs> I was like, oh, give me the blue ribbon. It call me Pabst because I have just won this. Let me game. tell you about the Champions. Uh, the Champions book. The only thing that drives me crazy about it is. Uh, one Jackie Cation, not a math dork. I uh, am constantly like, how many dice? What am I doing? Yeah. And, uh, and and so six of them, and then I have to roll where I'm hitting this person, and then I have to roll low, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I find out because I played it by the book too. I was I don't know why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna this follow one, the rules. This one we're gonna follow the rules exactly. Up. And I would go, I would go get. I probably still have a lot of them. I they they would publish books mm-hmm. that were like missions. Oh, right. And I went and oh, bought right. up all these different... I had like a so good So that you 15. didn't really have to write anything. You could do the pre-written They had mission. like a group of writers that had wrote, wrote missions for you. I'm playing in a Pathfinder game that's like that, which Pathfinder is a, is a, a sanctioned offshoot of D&D that is... Huh. Um, in, it, I like the name. Pathfinder. That's the one where it's I'm... It's a good player. car. It's a very dependable car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking into a Fiesta. Uh, or an accent. Perfect. A die accent. Um, I'd go with a Fiesta. Would you? Go ahead. Uh, anyway, so the... Uh, uh, are you really getting a car, new car? I have to get a new, my 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 Corolla. Um, I bought the Toyota Corolla, and granted, it's six years old, and it's not six years old because it's two thousand three. But I've had it for six years. Okay, and I had to put like fifteen hundred dollars into it in January for a. Uh, what the hell was it? It was a catalytic converter. And then the engine light just went on again, and I took it over to the dealership, and I still had an engine light check warranty going on so they could check it again. And they said, oh, yeah, you need a new solenoid for your transmission. That'll be $3,200. And I said, that's a down payment, my friend. And then On a I Fiesta, would, especially. On a fi- Well, certainly on a Fiesta, except for that. Here's what I want out of, out of a Fiesta. Mm-hmm. I would like it to be $12,000. Guess what's not going to happen? The new one with the, with the USB port and the... It's going to be nineteen thousand dollars. Is that is it nineteen? Oh. Is it nineteen now? Mm-hmm. I know the mileage is amazing. I know like forty one. Anyway, Pathfinder, you Pathfinder. Were, you're you're on that it's a good path. Game. Let's it's find our, it again. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go away from games to weed <laughs> off into economy cars, Jackie. Oh. Where's the fun there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless we're talking about Nissan Leafs. Oh, those guys. Leaves, I guess. Leaves, <laughs> leave. Well, I don't know why. I want someone just to call it a car. No, I kind of like that it's a leaf, man. Do you? Yeah, because you Is it be, like a leaf in the wind? That or would be a firefly. That would be a great commercial for them if it was like a sort of a, a some person sitting under a tree and the, 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 it's fall all of a sudden and then you see some leaves fall from the tree on top of their heads and then boom! Car <laughs> falls on top of their head. <laughs> Nissan leaf. Don't kill yourself. Did you see Serenity? Yeah. Yeah. The movie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's like a leaf on the wind. Oh, I'm like a leaf on the wind. Alan Tudyk. Right. Tudyk? Is that who played Wash? Yeah. Good call. That's Good call on the actor thing. I always know those random actors. That's good certain, work. I, you names. know what I like to do? I like to reference both actor and character, but one, uh, it's a scene between two people. One, I'll know the actor's name. The other person, I'll know the character's name. And I'm just like, let's just be go like, there. You know, it was oh, Nate Fillion up. and uh, Lawrence Fishburne's wife. <laughs> 
Is that Lawrence Fishburne's wife? Yes. I always wanted... Have we talked about this, how I always wanted her to play Storm in the original X-Men? Oh, no, we didn't talk about that. She would have been awesome. Yeah, I'm she would have been a good Storm. She would have been... I saw her the other day. She's still working. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. like about her. She's on a show called Suits. Also Suits. on oh, USA. That's Character's where I welcome. saw her. Yes, also on mm-hmm. USA, which I think is interesting because um, that show I don't like so much, but there's too many shows because uh, I'll, I'll end up watching it eventually because USA does this thing where they do a marathon. Yeah, And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're into something and you're like, really? I never thought I'd watch Burn Notice uh, with the creepy looking uh, duo that those two are until you realize, oh, well, you know how, like, the lead actor and actress, the people yeah. that aren't Bruce Campbell? Yeah, the people have... that, that's you refer to them. The, the, <laughs> the non-Bruce Campbell members the of that cast. The non-Bruce Campbell of the members of that cast, they do not have the regular features of most television actors. That's true. They're pretty They're pretty chiseled, I guess you could say. Well, what's his face? The, what's that actor's name? The guy, um, Michael. Oh, the guy who plays, um, guy his who plays Jeffrey Michael. Donovan. There we go. He has got a giant chin and teeth. And uh, it took me a second to get used to him, only because... Uh, I, it, you know how I got used to him and his super extra skinny, here's some ranch dressing, please eat that because it has calories in it, uh, sidekick lady. Yeah. Uh, they. Gabrielle Anwar. Yes. Who you might remember from Scent of a Woman Continue. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but now I do. Now that you mentioned her, I was like, oh, that's her. So, uh, <laughs> but they, she's, they're both creepy looking, but once oh. you, if you were to hang out with them, it'd be like hanging out with normal people. Like when somebody sees me, they're like, "Oh, that's a that's a interesting." I mean, they no, see you, and they're like, "This could clean up to judge." Yeah, yeah, we could clean that up for judge your lawyer. <laughs> get a serious look on that, and get some professionals involved. And uh, yeah, but it's you know you get used to how people look in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And and so it just took that with with the burn notice marathon hmm. episode four. I'm like, he's kind of good looking. Because he's super charming and he's very good at the role, and he's good in the nice role. Job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's the it's the number one show in USA. Is it? I believe it is. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? It's the number one show in USA, and maybe the number three scripted show of all cable. Of all cable, it's because it's got some sort of crazy like four and a half million shares. Something like. That, oh right? yeah, it's got something. I think it's bigger even. Oh yeah. Yeah, like they get like it's like I think it's the closer, which is on TNT is number one. Rizzoli and Isles. As number two with Excellent. Angie Harmon and Sasha Alexander, who was on sure. NCIS, which sure. it, you can see the marathons of on USA. Which, which I think of as like a Xena the Warrior Princess Gabrielle kind of uh, them as lawyers. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. I've never seen the show, but that that works for me. I was looking them You keep up. wanting them. I mean, you look at them and go, kiss, kiss, kiss. Just kiss each other. <laughs> Just kiss each other. Didn't it? I feel like... Did that happen on Xena or am no, I imagining? they took a bath together. Yeah, okay. And I think that people freaked out about it and were like, they're in love. Finally, watch right. it. <laughs> Finally, I'm like, oh, watch okay, it. I guess. And then, uh, but, you know, and now, of course, there's Torchwood. Where, yeah, uh, I got to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. A lot of girl on girl, a lot of guy really? on guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a brave new world of we're going to make actors who don't know each other well, the same gender kiss each other. And True Blood is starting to become vampire threesomes. Oh, is it? It's getting that. It's getting to that place. <laughs> is it like a twister of vampirism? Vampirism. It's, it's just sex, sex, and sex, and most sex. There's a lot of boobs on that show. Let me tell you something about vampires. That's I've fine. Never I like enjoyed boobs, them. But I still. What do you think about vampires? Do you like vampires with their boobs? Mm. Are they kind of pale and cold? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what a vampire's boobs would? It'd be like. And how could a vampire get a, a giant hide piece on? Of Do they ice. have m- blood? Do they have blood to spare to get to get an erection. Hey, let's go there. Why well, have I, I gone there? Yeah, I Talk don't. I can't. Um, I think only Anne Rice can answer that question. Um, dear Anne Rice. Dear Anne Rice. What, what did you more. just ask? I totally forgot. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking about Pathfinder, Pathfinder, Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a good, it's a good show. I mean, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, and and the guy who's running it, the game master for this one, Eric Spur is his name, and mm-hmm. a good egg he is. Um, I've always wanted to have him on the dork forest. Hasn't occurred yet, but uh, he has bought those pre. Maybe it'll be the take of the spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Maybe he'll come on over Boom. and I'll just interview the hell out of him. So, but he he has those pre-written adventures. Oh, he does. Yeah, we're working through a pre-written adventure right now. I mean, they're they're pretty because you can go off. They're they're outlines. They're yeah, they're really nice. They're nice outlines. Really, if, if you don't have a lot outlines. of yeah. um, game mastering, because my the Eberron game that I'm in, which is a 3.5 D and D Eberron game. Jeez, right. Which is uh, a lot of words that don't mean anything if you don't know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, uh, is is run by Andy, and Andy is the game master. He has created a character for me. Nine years ago or eight years ago or whatever that I'm still using that doesn't really exist in the Eberron world that he pulled oh. out of a monster manual from some other D&D thing or just a loosey-goosey monster manual huh? where, where you can just make... Uh, but it's working. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interdimensional thing where the Kalishtar... I'm Kalishtar. I have four arms. I can hug people really good. Hug, <laughs> hug, hug, hug. <laughs> or bear hug. Bear Or squeeze, squeeze you to... You can you can um, Gordo was that that um, was that the name here, uh, from there, Mortal Kombat Gordo? Th- there's a uh, yeah or no, Goro. Goro. Why did yeah. I say Gordo? Oh, we, we used to say Gordo because Gordo means I guess means fat in Spanish. <laughs> and we had a friend that his nickname was Gordo. Oh, okay. He went by Gordo. He made his own nickname for himself. Right. He's like, ah, oh, just call me Gordo because I'm fat. I'm like, okay, whatever. whatever but we used man, to call Goro be. Gordo because he was he liked that for some reason. Right, right. Because so I was strong in his sense of self. Exactly. And uh, in seventh grade. In seventh grade. Did you ever go to the Liberace Museum when you lived in Vegas? Oh no. Damn, it closed, you know, this year. Yeah, I know. And I went people were like, twice. oh, we got to go before it closed. I'm like, no, we don't. Two times in one week I went. Is it crazy? What is it like? It was great. It was G-R-E-A-T. Have you been to Graceland? Uh, I've never been to Graceland. Don't care much about Elvis. Neither do I, but I did go. I went to the Civil Rights Museum. it makes me kind of think I like Elvis being in well, Graceland. Did it make you like him more? It makes me like him more. It does. When you were in Memphis, did you go to the Civil Rights Museum? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I lived you. through. No, I didn't live. No, through. you did. <laughs> you're like Civil a Rights is in my blood. Uh, <laughs> anytime right. I get a blood, you're, anytime I get a blood test, it's you're a civil trying rights to museum. rise to the occasion at all times and make people march. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, no, the Civil Rights Museum was amazing. I was initially offended for everyone because that's what I'm like. Mm-hmm. For, that there was um, a mu- oh, go ahead. Because go the museum was made out of where they shot Martin Luther King. Whoa! And the, yeah. and the the building that the guy was in, and the motel next to it, where what? he was where he was in his room. Yeah. So I was like, that seems gross. Mm-hmm. And then you go, and you're like, guess what? This is super powerful. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's kind of amazing. You feel the energy. Yeah. Right? You get the vibe, and you're just and it was amazing. There was a you know, Luna Lawn was nice. No, I was just in the south, and I didn't. Um Get to do much of anything at all. <laughs> On purpose? Did they do that to you? No, what it's happened? just, Aww, you know how it is. That's not fair. You know how it is with the road. Like, you know. It, oh, right. You're watching an NCIS marathon. Yeah, exactly. Road. You know, and um, I also have the disadvantage of not really being able to ever rent a car. Because you don't have a driver. No, driver's I have a driver's license, license, but I can't rent cars. Why not? Because I'm horrible credit. Oh, really? No car place will rent to me. Fairly legal should take off so that your credit rating can go up. You know what? It's like uh, I have money, but I don't have good credit. Right. And I'm like, I could pay everything right now. And they're like, no, no. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, it's a thing. It's just there. You know, it's the way that it works. I had bad credit for a long time and my sister lent me her credit card. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like I became a signature on my sister's credit card. Yeah. And so I would have to rent things with her credit card. Did you have? But you didn't, she didn't have to co-sign. Nope. But she was co-signed on the on the credit card. Wow. I mean, it was her credit card. So, and her hmm. whole thing was, yeah, we're doing this, but you have to pay it off in full every month. And I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And then, you know, I was just doing stand-up, so that, sometimes that was trouble. But it worked out. But you got the minimum in there, uh, in yeah. there at least. Okay. Well, more than the minimum, because she wasn't kidding. Uh, <laughs> think about my sister. Yeah, it's not a suggestion. She's like, it's a find the money. Find the money. You there you go. Money. You better... You bet. See, you see, see 50, if they're loaning money on the streets of North Hollywood. Gig in Kenosha. Let's go back Cha- to games. Yes, and champions. You these cards. I did play champions, and then I got into the Star Wars game. I went and bought the um, the uh, role playing game. The Star Wars role playing game. I went and brought, bought the um, the game master um, book, hardcover, beautiful book. And I was like, yes, Star Wars. Now I can because you can make it. You know, you can make yourself a Jedi and like all that, sure. all that stuff. So. I want to say seventh seventh grade. My great grandfather passes away, and I am given eighty dollars because of this. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there's a lot of steps in between there, but we'll skip them. But that's for now. what you remember. <laughs> yes, you exactly. remember that very enormously old man dead. Died, yeah, and yeah. I received eighty bones. I, was, well, I, I love the man. He, they, my great grandparents raised me before my mom got me when I was about eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but so I'm in Vegas, and I, I in fifth grade was the um, started in in Vegas, or at least around me, um, the sensation that was sweeping Las Vegas elementary schools <laughs> of DC Universe trading cards. The DC Universe trading cards. I'm unfamiliar with this. They were trading. They were just like ba- basketball, baseball cards, except they were DC characters. Okay. And, you know, it was a great picture of them. Um, and then you turn it back and it's their stats. It's their first appearance. And, oh, right, right. You know, like um, a picture of the Is first it like comic Dumbledore book. like a Dumbledore card where, where he um, you turn over the, the Dumbledore card? And, oh, I haven't seen the Dumbledore card. Does it have his stats? Mm-hmm. Like got like like when when he he did the the ten uses of dragon's blood and oh you know the cards I'm talking about okay but it's just yeah I got you yes okay I got you um n- well you mean like like they're real like, no like it's a fictional card yeah and then you turn over and you you find out what is Green Hornet's greatest gift I mean like what can he do no it it was it was practical information for a, a, a oh, fan for of play. comic books. No, for just a just a collection. They weren't oh, play, they weren't playing games. And I mean, it's it exactly like the Dumbledore. Okay, card. yeah. Right. Like he's like, oh yeah, Green Hornet. Here's his first appearance. Was this? Yes. Um, blah blah blah. This. Um, here's powers or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have a picture of the comic book. You know, the cover of the first comic book that he appeared in. Okay. So the DC Universe cards got extremely popular. And I remember recess trading cards, collecting them. Blah blah blah. Because there were so many characters that. Um, you obviously there were the popular ones. You had your Batman, your Green Hornet, your your Green Superman Hornet, and- Green Lantern, your mm-hmm. your Superman. Um, but then you'd had people who you completely I'd never heard of, right. unless you were really into because they had the minor villains, and they minor had a lot of minor heroes, a lot of minor villains. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like very important civilians. <laughs> like there was a Lois Lane card, you know. Very, there was a Jimmy a Olsen very, card. Those are important civilians. Exactly. Like you know, people like that, Lana Lang, all that crap. Sure. So that was how I, that, I. And I remember like people like 
Black Adam. I was like, what? What the hell is a Black Adam? He's not black. Um, or Black Lightning. Oh, he is black. Um, <laughs> You're like, please let there be someone black. Exactly. As long as it's, That's it's, what Aisha Tyler was talking about. She's like, I need there to be more black superheroes when I was a kid. And she liked um, one of the, there was some woman who was, uh, she was an alien. Damn it. I forget what the character was, but she was an alien. And she said, she looked kind of black. And I was like, that'll do. That'll do in a pinch. I'll take it. <laughs> is it DC character or yeah, Marvel yeah, character? DC. Huh. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't remember that, but, um, yeah, who, oh yeah, so then Mr. Mixius Pitalik. Who's Mixius Pitalik? Mr. Mixius Pitalik. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Mixius Pitalik. (laughs) He was this imp Mm -hmm. from a different dimension or something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he was a Superman villain. Ah. And he was basically Superman's Joker. Yeah, you gotta go to another dimension to get a villain for Superman, cause he's so too powerful. Dude's too powerful. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Mr. Mixius Pitalik has powers. He's a prankster. He's like an imp or a le- leprechaun or something. And, yeah, I know, exactly. So he not only, um, he's not only evil, but, um, he's got, yeah, he's gotta have, yeah, alright. Well, he speaks in riddles, you know, and- Right, he's a jackass. That's he's a what jackass. I say. That's <laughs> absolutely correct. And the only way to get rid of him is if you say his name backwards. Who made that up? I have no idea. But Mixius Pitalik has it no. It has no vowels. Okay. It's all. It's like. <laughs> it's like four. I mean, uh, eight consonants. And he's like this. I remember. I remember the picture. It was like a. It looked like an old man with like kind of bozo hair, but a hat. Oh right, right. And of he course, could, he a could levitate hat. and stuff. Yeah. Because if you said his name backwards and it sent him back to his own dimension or something. Uh, can you say his name backwards? No, I don't remember. There's a. There's a. There's a way. I Mixius Pitalik is the only. I don't remember how I heard that. That's how it was said because I remember reading right. it like, "What the crap is that? How am I supposed to say that guy?" Exactly. Name? Yeah. So anyway, DC trading cards became mm-hmm, popular. Mm-hmm. Then Marvel started like we gotta get on this. In on the- exactly. Then they made a Marvel series and th- and they made another Marvel series called I want to say it was called Marvel Universe. Okay. And all of the art was done by a man named Boris Vallejo. V a L-L-E-J-O. And Boris Vallejo and his partner slash wife, I believe, Julie Bell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are both amazing artists and bodybuilders. Oh, really? They're two buff motherfuckers. They're the real ripped. Exactly. Ripped with a... That's with- why their art... Because they are they're, they're so they know so much of how the body moves and how they it got falls. The anatomy down. That the anatomy of all their pictures and you have seen their artwork. When I show you these cards, you'll re- have realized that you have seen their artwork. Okay. So all the all the Marvel universe and it's it done was done by those two. It was done by those two, and it was it was like really really the first time I'd seen really real representations of these characters. Okay. Where it was like the shadow and the like the attitude. It was like Daredevil sit, standing on a building, but like the shadow was on him. And it mm-hmm, was like, he mm-hmm. looked really real. And it looked like, because they draw like photorealistic. And it's like, whoa, whoa, that looks like they took, took a picture of a dude or something. Right, right. So, magic started. Magic and when the magic, Gathering. Magic the Gathering started. And when that, and that got very popular, mm-hmm. and I was in it mm-hmm. for a little bit, but of course, we were saying before we started recording, I have an aversion to things that are popular. I'm like, this magic train's taking off. <laughs> I'm going to get on a smaller train and wait till that one takes and off. And it's going to blow up, and I would have been on the ground floor of plastic. Exactly. So That's there was it. another game that was popular around the same time as magic, and I don't know if it was popular in, in the United States or maybe just because I had a buttload of Asian friends mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Shadow Fist. Shadow Fist. Shadow Fist. 
which I have the cards. I have two decks. I actually looked through this box because I've organized these cards and decks to play the game with. Ooh. Um, Shadow Fist is basically Yakuza. Like, like, okay. Korean mafia, Chinese mafia, Japanese mafia playing game. Okay. And so you have those, you have so that kind of, hmm? It's essentially your two different mobs? Like well, mafia? You, it, it's just it takes place in that world of like Asian mafia, okay, and and Asian lore at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like you you have your kind of organized crime syndicate, but then you have ninjas, you know, and samurai, and rogue ninjas that have and samurai, they have powers, like, and they sure. you know throwing stars, and they can you know disappear and mm-hmm. teleport and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and that game became very popular. And then I saw a game after when I got this eighty dollars in this place because <laughs> there was a place. Down the street, and I drove by it recently when I was in Vegas. That was down the street from me, uh, walking distance. I used to walk with my friend Tony Tran, little Vietnamese kid. Right. Called, I want to say it was called Valhalla or Asgard. Okay. It was, you know, one of those Greek, I mean, Norse uh, mythology right. terms. It was okay. the name of the comic book place. Oh, right. So they na- just named it either Valhalla or Asgard. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was named one of those things. I want Nobody to say it was Asgard. Nobody wants to call their comic book store Midgard. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, mm, it's just Earth. Mm, uh, it's just Earth. <laughs> um, so it was called Asgard, I believe. And that, that place specialized more in the games than it did more co- comics. It was more, here's the card games. Here's the D&D games. Here's the, all these different games. Here's all these different kinds of dice. Never seen a 20-sided dice? Here it is. Here it is. Um. So I saw this game, Hyperion, Hyborian, Hyborian Gates. Hyborian Gates. It's a card game. And the art is by Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell. And you were in. And I was in. And I had $80. I'm like, I'm going to buy a complete box of those cards. And I will have more of those cards than anyone I know. Granted, no one I knew had any of these cards. <laughs> and your parents were like, your mom was like, fine. Yeah. It's your, like, this she's is like, your it's your money. Bucks. You can do what you want with it. Because I would have just spent it on video games. Right. This is your 80 bucks. I would just played Mortal yeah. Kombat 2 and Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah. That's all oh, I yeah. would have done. Oh, Killer Instinct. Was that a six-button configuration? Yes, it was. Yes, I and never I was, did. I, was, I, was, I would kill at that game. I was better at a five-button configuration. You were? Yeah, I'm better at a five-button Oh, I was very good at six buttons, the, the Street Fighters and mm, Killer Instinct. St- street the, buttons. Uh, there was just a button-mashing moment. So let me open these cards up. Please open those cards up and let's take a bottom. On the bottom, I have Shadow Fist. The Shadow Fist. Yeah, let's see that. I have a playing deck right here. These mm-hmm. are, I don't know what, mm-hmm. these are extra cards that I think I have to, I have plastic. Oh, you get extra sleeves. Little plastic sleeves to put every single card in so they maintain their. Sure, you should see Andy's magic card collection. He's Uh-oh. got, he's got a lot of decks with some that are in some sleeves. So here's a, here's a Shadow Fist deck right here in the middle of these two boxes that Does have cards. Does it have mana in them. like, like magic cards do? Yeah, I don't exactly remember all of the details. Okay. Here you go, Shadow Fist. Boom. There it is. Limited edition trading card game. Shadow Fist, lights, camera, kaboom! What does it say in the back? Will hopping vampires with really big guns smoke our heroes? Will evil scientists from a future police state prevail with their vat-grown abominations? Or will Shaolin warriors with bad attitude and the attack helicopters to get to back it up kick butt? Get your Shadow Fist action movie card games rolling with 60-card starter decks. Each starter deck has a high percentage of the very common cards essential to gameplay, but also features common, uncommon, and rare cards. Daedalus is the name of this. For some reason, the name of the, this box is Daedalus. Yeah, I think that's the name of the people who created them. Oh, oh, it's from, it's, it's probably the, um, 
Wow, they look exactly like magic cards. Yeah. Now, I just saw these. Yeah. Feng Shui sites. That seems to be the mana that oh, you get, okay. like, you get your karma and your feng shui. Right, right. So, I, I, now that you've read that. Is this like a fairy on the, on, on the upper right? Like, where, where the. No, that's a, that's a person doing a jump kick. Oh, that's a person doing a jump kick. Yeah, so you can see in the front of the box, boom, there's like a woman. Oh, right, Doing right. A, a martial arts jump kick. Right, right. Maybe they thought that this was, you know how like for the last 30 years they've been trying to make girls play more games? <laughs> and, uh, and they finally, uh, this, this looks like an early effort to make that happen. You know, um, you know Jared Logan? I don't. He's a, uh, he's a New York comic. comic. Yeah, he's, uh, I believe originally from Chicago is where he, he started out. He has a really funny joke about like feminism and like women's liberation, etc. He's like, but he's like, but every game that you ever see that's marketed to girls is the like the lamest the, like it's like hey hey girls it's the shop to your cook game <laughs> it, it's, it's really it's a really funny bit that is very funny i enjoy that a great deal yeah. secret society so okay so each one they don't they don't have like mana symbols they just have that kicking lady thing so yeah. how do you know what well it has the, the mana symbol in the feng shui there's like a number oh the number there's like, like a, yeah a there's one. like a number and like how much stuff you get yeah and there's some that have like so see look i don't remember what these member what these mean but like there's a one and a five there which means something different corners yeah yeah the different and then corners like have different kinds of things on them i don't even know if this is a deck or not this is uh look at this card mooks <laughs> That's the, that's the title. Mooks. And here's the description. Mercenary hoods. Stupid, brutal punks are something the world never seems to run out of. And it's just a picture of guys <laughs> with machine guns. Wow. Or here, here's another yeah. one. Liquidators. Guys- Pledged enforcers. Plus one damage if you also control a lodge character. So this all this art is by these people. You're no, saying. this shadow fist is a side. It's a oh. side. But oh, here's, th- this was another one you were going to get in on the ground yeah, floor of that this nobody was, ever right. gave a damn about. Which was actually pretty popular, which is why I didn't get as much on the ground floor because people were actually pl- pay- playing it. And you're like, no. Yeah, I'm like, oh, people are paying attention to that. <laughs> and it'll be friends that I could actually <laughs> hang, out, hang out with. <laughs> hang out with. I don't think so. I think not. I'm going to do this Baron Vaughn style <laughs> and, and have something that only I do. Right. <laughs> so that way I can alienate people with it. Thank goodness. I think I was, it was early hipsterism, me being like, oh, I play Hyperion Gates. <laughs> oh, you probably never heard of it. <laughs> and you know what? You're right. I don't. Okay, I don't. so here's, you can see here. Okay, so I feel like Hyperion Gates, here, let me open the top. I have it like it's a double. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, crazy. Look at this. All this stuff. Okay, so I have three decks down here. Right. And they have, I've written the number are, of are cards. Are these the decks of, of these artists? Okay, of, of, of Hyperion. Uh, yeah. I've okay. written the number of cards in, the, in each deck. 68 cards, 61 cards, 63. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I have, there's six, six worlds, and this is sort of like in kind of mythology thing. So this first deck is Atlantean Asgardian. Both Atlantean and Asgardian. This second deck is Chaos and Os- Osiren. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the sixth one is Gaian and Hyborian. Gaian? Yeah, like Gaia. Right, Gaia. Earth. But I was going to go with the dumb Let's joke. see here. Well, yeah, let's see what the uh, the so the, I'll, the, I'll take out of this, the Norse Namor uh, look is this deck right here. Right, Julie Bell and Boris Vallejo's artwork. Right, going to be available. And some of this, because some of this, they they were, they drew a lot of stuff in the seventies. I'm trying to get out the whole deck. They drew they drew a lot of stuff in the seventies. So it's, some of it is just like their artwork that's recycled. Like right. They didn't draw as long as I know. As far as I know, they didn't draw anything that was like custom for this game. 
Okay, so it was just that kind of thing. And these are all in their own plastic sleeves like they ought to be if they're going to be worth anything. Yeah, any exactly. And there you go. Uh, there's more. Okay. Wow. This is um Yeah, they're uh everybody is ripped and uh and pumped. Yeah. This is like we just uh, here's here's a dolphin. Their artwork like, is just basically. This looks like a really angry dolphin. Yeah, you know it? what? You know what that might be? What? That might be Echo the Dolphin. Do you remember that that <laughs> game? What? I, the, the, there was a Sega Genesis game called Echo the Dolphin. They might have drawn oh, the cover that. of that, or they might have. Yeah. Let me just tell you something about this dolphin. It had seven to strength on de- defense <laughs> versus Osirian foes. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, because, because, uh, as we all know, dolphins are defensive. They are not offensive. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if you remember though, Flipper would occasionally attack people. <laughs> That's uh, true. It was Flipper was, he, he would give him, he would flip him off, if you will. He, if you will, he, he will nose you right in the nose and then you will, you will get hurt. This is an allows trooper to move to a dimension without the use of a gaze. Oh, gate. Sorry. You're going to want to use oh, a gate. Oh, yeah. So the gates, that's what it is. It's all these different dimensions of like different mythologies, and there's gates that connect Did them. Did anyone ever get this game? As far as I know, no. <laughs> and so you never had a friend. If you have people, to sit people with. listening, leave comments. If you know, <laughs> if you know, yes, who, please. if you know Hyborian Hi- gates, if you know it, the game, please leave comments. Um, and obviously, you'll probably know Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell. Of course you will. Of well, course. but look but at this do, art. Look at, th- look at this art. It all it's does look vaguely familiar. People who are buff. It's basically what they've done is they've they've put Conan the Barbarian world on steroids. They have, and in in sort of tighter clothes instead in tighter of clothes. In, in, instead of Legend of the Seeker clothes. Ex- oh, Legend of the Seeker, which was glorious, wasn't it? It was short lived, but done by the same people who did Hercules. Exactly, and Robert Tappert Productions, Robert Tappert <laughs> and Sam Raimi, and I was like. There better be slow motion sword fights in this, and there were. <laughs> and so it came to pass. How about is? Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yes, I'm insulted, <laughs> insulted that you would ask such a ridiculous question. Rangers of the Dork Forest know that I am allowing winter to come and me not to care. Uh, I understand winter's coming, and I don't give a damn. You know what, Jackie? I mean, I think we're similar in this sort of way that we have a kind of a version of things that everyone loves. What's is, happened? Uh oh, what? What just happened? Um, you lose me? Uh, a little bit. It, um, it, uh, do a talk-talk. Do talk a did talk Yeah, you're good. Tickety-tick. There might be a little short in your thingity-bob. Oh. You're good. All right. So talk it? to me about Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones, Jackie, I think you're similar to me in a sort of a way that you... Because even when I said I had an aversion to things that were popular, <laughs> you finished my sentence. You're like, I know exactly what you're talking... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So a lot of the times... As 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 public enemy says, you got to not believe the hype. You got to not it. listen to it. So it's like when people start hyping something and they freak out about it, it makes me automatically not want to watch it. Right. But then I realize, like I did with Mad Men and Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sometimes things are popular because they are good. Because they are excellent. Because they're excellent. And Game yeah. of Thrones and Game of Thrones is one of those things. You know did what you I mean? read it at all? Or? I did not read it. I, I I thought about reading it, but I was like, no, I'll, I'll watch the show because I know it's going to be a different form. It's yeah. a different form anyway. And I've tried to read it, and I've tried to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I have the unabridged on, on tape. Mm-hmm. And they're both in, it, it, they're interminable. They're, uh, they're, it's so poorly written. It's oh, so really? convoluted. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm told that if I skim it, it would help. And, um, and then I would just get to sort of the action parts of it. Help then, with what? Help me enjoy it. Enjoy the show? 
And no, enjoy the, the enjoy book. the story. Yeah. <laughs> if you just skim the books, if you skim instead the of books, reading them, <laughs> instead of actually reading them, which isn't to say that I don't. I I have sk- skimmed many a book and gone. I like that story. That's like saying, hey, listen to the song. But when you listen to it, <laughs> try to take the vocals out. <laughs> and just go to the chorus. <laughs> just, do- just listen only to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> chop, chop to the chorus because that's really good time. And none of the drums. And right, What we're going to do is we're going to separate out all of the saxophone because it's very 70s. So it's, we don't want to hear any It's ruining everything. It's ruining. But basically, if you do all those complicated things, <laughs> you will enjoy it. Um, and Game of Thrones is – I was resistant to it at first because – I was like, I don't really want to watch another fantasy show. Right. Having just watched all of Legend of the Seeker. Okay. And being like, because I like Legend of the Seeker for dumb reasons. Because I was like, this is dumb. It's fun. It embraced its camp. It like did. It embraced everything. its camp. Uh, I, I enjoyed the performances. As- and I'll tell you something. Uh, I think Game of Thrones was ruined by Legend of the Seeker because I read... There's 14 of those books. I think I've read six of them. Of the Seeker? Of the or, Seeker books. Yeah. Because I was trying, I was like, okay, you know, everybody kept telling me, you gotta read the, these Seeker books. And I read the first three, and I was like, every single one of them had this giant bondage, um, slave thing in it. Oh, where, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 what's it called? In the first book, there's the, there's the dominatrix ladies. In right, the, and they're the all second, over the show. Right, and in the second book, uh, there's nuns that are got them in bondage. In the third huh. book, I mean, it's just like it, it's it's one glimpse after another into what the spooky looking dude on the back of the book really enjoys in the sack. <laughs> and uh, you're like, I don't need to know anymore. And so, like the first one, I I went through the whole thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to read the bondage um, dominatrix lady thing because I think it's integral to the plot. So I read it all, and then I was like, okay, I'll try. It was it was action packed. It was good stuff. It was super fun, uh-huh. except for uh, some of the stuff which kind of just creeped me out because I'm 170 years old and I was born 170 and I don't, I don't care. I'm, I think you just had odds with your inner fantasy nerd. <laughs> I'm at odds with uh, not wanting to be hit. Okay. And, uh, so don't you just don't want to get spanked. I don't want to. You want to read about people getting spanked? I don't. That's fine. You not uh, consenting adults enjoy your world. Your world. I if you like all... getting spanked, this is fine. Just don't spank Jackie. Cation. Don't do not spank Jackie. Cation. She does not enjoy it. Jackie. Cation does not like she's not an SM person. Let I us not. let us clear the air let for, us once clear, for, all, for once and for all. Because the tabloids will not stop talking. You know about Cy this. Amundsen? Uh yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah he's a guy from Minneapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I met him at the met him at Acme. Okay, yeah. He was doing open mic one night and he was talking about let's tell a story about his personal life that I don't think he's told on stage since. But he w- had had a, a one night stand and this woman said, Hit me. And he said, and he's a big guy. Yeah. He's yeah. gotta be six four, six yeah, six. Yeah. And, and muscular and just a giant freaking dude. And he's like, no, no. And she said, no, no, I like it. I like it. Hit me. And he said, I don't want to, I don't want to hit you. And she was like, do it, do it. And she hit him. And so he kind of hit her, but it was like a, eh. and she was like, hit me, you pussy. And so he hit her and he said it was the kind of hit that belonged on a poster with the word no under it. <laughs> And he also, he said that it's made him choose his one night stands a little better. He likes to initiate a conversation along this lines. Hey, did you see the Laker game last night? Did you see how the Lakers really dominated the other team last night? I don't really like it when one team really dominates the other team. <laughs> I like it when everybody's sort of just having a really good, 
Time. time. Yeah. What about you? What do you? <laughs> that's such a that's such a weird concept to be like. I'm going to be more picky about my one night stands. <laughs> I know it. Well, that's what it's like to be 24. Oh, but up, beat, but shingles. Um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh yeah, um, Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, let's talk about something. Well, I just that I was sex. Uh, uh, and other people. I am a sex nerd. I mean, uh, no, is that a certain? Th- is that a thing? That probably is a thing. Of course, it's a thing. I had a guy who was going to come on. Uh, he was going to be a porn nerd. He oh. got his PhD uh, in pornography between 1969 and 1980 um you mean that era of that era of pornography it might have been 68 whatever that's the beginning of pornography it might be or or pornography as we know it (laughs) it might be a heyday of pornography because Uh, there was only nakedy well i I, yeah i went to um when i was in new york i went to the museum of sex and there was a um (laughs) museum of sex Sex. it's on 20 something and sixth avenue 28th or something all right tourists get out there get out there um I heard the one in, in France is much bigger and better, <laughs> which is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the Louvre. Giggle. Oh, yeah. You're going to have some Louvre. Yeah, you're going go to the, you're gonna have to Louvre it up. <laughs> no, I didn't go there. I was like, you know, uh, yeah, this is great, but the Louvre is better. Have you ever met those people? <laughs> no, I've never met those. Okay. I thought you were having a giggle fit about something completely different. About a pun about lube? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had, because that would have been funnier. Oh, I'm sorry Instead, to I'm pun like, issue. I'm sorry. Is that Dragon Slayer right there on the table? That is. Dra- we just watched Dragon Slayer because I'm writing a, a thing for comedy film nerds about uh, fantasy movies. I have a... I have a... Oh, no, I'm not going to say this. Here's what I have to say about Dragon Slayer. Uh, oh, go ahead. It is essentially a Blue Lagoon with a dragon in it. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ames? Is it, what was his name? First name? Not Zachary. That's a new kid. Oh. It's a new guy. I don't remember. But whatever it is, um, it's the, all the heroes in the late 70s and like up to about 82 all had that curly blonde hair. Yeah. That looked ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, and he, so he looks a lot like the kid, the guy from, uh, Blue Lagoon. Makes sense. Who was later in Charles in Charge. And people are sitting at home going, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and definitely, you're wrong. <laughs> I definitely, I haven't seen Dragon Slayer in a bit. I just watched Crawl again. Oh, which, how was Crawl? Crawl is great. And if for anyone who doesn't remember, there's a young Robbie Coltrane and a young Liam Neeson in it. Oh, that's almost worth getting. Yeah, you got to watch Crawl again. Watch it again. All right. Or <laughs> watch it for the first watch time. Watch it for the first time. <laughs> again. Um, what the heck are we talking about? <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones. Which brings us around. And these are fantasy genre sort of things. Yeah. So Game of Thrones is like I was resistant to it because it was fantasy. But then I realized it's HBO. Like right. They're not going to mess that up. And I love Sean Bon or Sean Bean or Sheen Bean. Because <laughs> everybody has a different way of pronouncing Yeah, I mean, it's Sean Bean, but I like to say Sean Bon or Sheen, <laughs> Sheen Bean. Bean. Sheen Bean's the best one. <laughs> it just sounds like... I just like it sounds like a Welsh school marm who's angry at a Sheen Bean, get over here. Are you going to see Torchwood or are you going to try to give that? I am going to try. Like, Miracle Day you're talking about? No, no, the the old one. Oh, well, I probably because will. here's the good news about Torchwood. First of all, it's not like Doctor Who in the fact that there's hundreds of them. Because I want to watch Doctor Who, but I had Doctor to start Who, slow. Doctor Who, that's just like, what, 60 years worth of television. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't have it in me. Uh, so I just start, Torchwood is a spinoff mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. There's 26 oh. episodes. Hello, so finite. No, no, done. And now Miracle Day has started. Yeah, Miracle Day. And Netflix, it's on Netflix streaming. Mm-hmm. And at the end of season one, call me. Because uh, it's it's got an awesome fantasy sci-fi moment where you're like, oh, oh I, it's crawl is what it is. Crazzle it's, dazzles. I will definitely fan, check that out then. It's, um, uh, it's super fun. 
Actually, when I was just in Birmingham, very as I dark, was, though. yeah, I was just in Birmingham. I hung out with uh, Roy Wood Jr., who's a very good, funny He's a comic. comic. Yeah. I, I, I drove through the night uh, to the Aspen Comedy Festival with him this year. We rented oh, a car. Oh, the uh, the rooftop festival. Mm, it was just Aspen took it away from rooftop, and uh, and the city of Aspen was like, oh, why what? don't we just run it? They, so Aspen has their own, just, they just decided, mm-hmm. because they had the HBO Festival, and I guess people loved it so much. Right, from 95 were, to what, 2008? 2006? Um, 95 to 2005. Okay. 2006? No, yeah. I did it in 06. Oh, I think 07 was the last. It might have been the last, and then it was Rooftop did it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then they just took it away from Rooftop, and like, we're just going to do it. And then there's no industry there, and guess what that makes it? Super fun. Really? Now yeah. I want to do it. That's kind of yeah. like Bridgetown. And they brought me back. Uh, I'm going back for New Year's Eve to Aspen. They nice. were like, yeah, they said, oh, we'd like you. We're going to have you and Augie Smith come back and do our New Year's Eve show. Augie Smith, that's a funny guy. That's a great guy. That's Augie a good Smith. show right there. Mm-hmm. Cation and Smith. Smith and Cation. <laughs> Together, Together again for finally. the first time. <laughs> See it again for the first time, and yeah, it's uh, Augie Smith is uh, is one of the funniest uh, comics that nobody knows. Yeah, is he? Is he a? Uh, where does he live? Portland. He does live in Portland. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought because I he met him in New, New York, York a couple a of years ago. Yeah, I met him. I think when he had moved to New York, and I remember hearing he was like kind of like a, a Pacific Northwest based yeah. comic. He tried to live down here for a little while too. He's good friends with Gary Lucy, who's a comic writer, and don't um, like it. Don't like him. Don't like Gary. I don't. I, don't, I just don't you like don't people even know who Gary have. Lucy. I, I don't. I don't know him because I don't like him. That's why. <laughs> I don't have to try it to know I don't like it. Right. Because he's that, got that's the that, name that, Lucy. That's an argument that when you try to get somebody to do something they've never done before. Yeah. And they're like, I don't like it. And you're like, well, you've never done it. I don't have to do it to know I don't like it. Like, I've never murdered anyone, but I know I won't like it. Like, uh. oh, wow, you just pulled the trump card. You can win any court case with that argument. <laughs> I like people who won't try new food. And I get it if it's something super weird. Mm-hmm. But if you have never tried a daikon radish... Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's a white radish. Do you, do you get them at Daikon Alley? You might get them. <laughs> It's a magical, mag- it's an Asian radish. It's D-A-I-K-O-N. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen them. They're white. They're shredded. Yeah. They, they- by the way, do you like sushi? Yeah. Have you been to Chiba? Uh, it's no. in North Hollywood. No. Incredible. Really? Sushi Nazawa is my favorite. I've never been there. Chiba is Su- amazing. Uh, Ch- Chiba, uh, Sushi Nazawa, you go in, you don't get to pick. The It's called Trust Me. Yeah. Omakase. Yeah, like over on La Brea. Yeah. yeah. This thing is uh, half the price of omakase. And, uh, it's no, omakase good. is what it means. Trust me. Oh. That's what the term actually means, yeah. I thought that was the name of that place on La Brea. It is. They oh. named it after that. But if you go to a sushi restaurant and you ask for the omakase, then they just bring you stuff. They say, oh. what are you allergic to? Hopefully they ask you. <laughs> Hopefully they ask you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Percodan. Don't put any percodan at all in, uh, <laughs> I'm allergic to percodan. Yeah, can you make the sushi without pollen? I know it might be difficult. <laughs> Because I know how much sushi comes with pollen all over that stuff. But I I prefer no pollen in my food. (laughs) I'm weaning off of Zoloft. (laughs) If you could have no (laughs) crazy. Um, That's ridiculous. Uh, Oh, weeded off of the fantasy game of Thrones. Just I just my my whole point is that HBO is they're just good at what they do. Right. And Game of Thrones. I should have known. That it would have been great. And it, it, it is the kind of television I like that is, I want to say, um, long form television in that it is episodic and that you really have to go with it. I, I like TV that moves slowly. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because I, 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 how many people have been turned off from Mad Men or The Wire or whatever because they're like, oh, just nothing happened. I'm like, so much is happening. It's just, it, right. it'll all turn on a coin. It's almost like watching someone's real life in real time. Right. Do you know uh, the movie The Spanish Prisoner? No. It's a David Mamet movie. Oh. And um, it's uh, Campbell Scott and Steve Martin. And um, it's excellent. Really? And the first time I saw it, I watched it because I heard it was great, and I watched it. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this? Because it was so just plodding along, I thought. Right. And then everything changes, and you realize that everything that you thought was plotting, yeah. that stuff was happening. And wow. it was just It was just part of the con. And then you're like, what? And then I watched Then I had to watch it again to be like, oh, yeah. You see where he was planting certain seeds. Right. And you're like, oh, this is totally is great. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's That's great. That's exactly, and I, yeah, not to say that Game of Thrones is that, but I'm just saying it's like it takes an investment, and I kind of like that, right? You know, um, and uh, I'm really excited to find out what's going to happen second season. Second season, I had a hard time with the reading of it just because I I could sense that everyone was going to die. Well, you know what? It's different to read than it is to watch. <laughs> right? Oh, completely. I mean, and, yeah. And the thing is, is is when I do watch something like because I I wouldn't mind seeing it. I just don't have HBO, and I like seeing sword fights. I like seeing uh, manifestations of dire wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like CGI. I like when the pictures move and everyone looks alive. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it's not that I I, I think I would watch it. I don't know. Um, and I still have the books and I still have the Audible, but I don't think it's well, going to happen. And then also you got. Um, Peter Dinklage's performance, which is incredible. Yeah. And then you got, uh, you know, Peter Dinklage. Nope. He's the uh, he's a uh, a little person. Okay. I believe uh, the correct term is a dwarf. He's a dwarf. I think. Did they take it back? I think little. I believe he has referred to himself as a dwarf because there's a difference between a dwarf, a dwarf, or a midget, or blah blah blah. Like Mm -hmm. I think they're supposedly like a a thing. Right. I'm not an authority, so I will just use little person. Right. Even though I just said every. You're trying not to punch people in the face. Exactly. Right. But he's he's an incredible actor. Right. And he plays a part in it. I believe I want to say I can't. He's one of the Lannister clan, the whole family. Oh, sure, sure. And he's an, he's an imp. They call him the imp. Okay. And he, well, you know what? He refers to himself as a dwarf in the show. Oh, in the that's, show. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying dwarf. Okay. I think it's established that he's a very short man. Yeah, but he's okay. an incredible actor. Right. And then, uh, so his performance is amazing. Sean 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 Bonds or Sean Bean or <laughs> Sheen Bean. Sheen Bean. Sheen Bean's performance is pretty incredible. There's a. Young actor in it, who's my, my other performance I liked, who he takes the black, he goes and guards the wall. Okay. He's kind of like a bastard child oh. of, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about from yeah. the book? I do know from the book, because yeah. I'm a hundred pages in. or Well, that guy, his performance is pretty good. Then you got Jason Momoa. Right. It's either Momoa or Momoa. Right. Who's the new Conan. As he plays a part that doesn't speak a, a language that exists, he plays like Khal Drogo, oh, and uh, yeah, you don't know about no, you don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of different to watch than it is to read. Yes, <laughs> go there. How much longer do we have? Because I don't want to. I don't want to go. Like over. another five. Okay, five or ten. Well, then I can't go into my whole Shakespeare thing then. In five, no, no, five that's right. Minutes. We were gonna do Shakespeare. Yeah. That's what. That's why you were coming over initially a month initially ago. Initially was to talk about Shakespeare and the, your love of Shakespeare. And my love, my my love, my love of Shakespeare. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Louvre and read Shakespeare? No. Oh, I hear it's better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what about? Uh, so are, are you into the sonnets as well as the the the, the plays? The sonnets, not so much. The sonnets, um, I I do like the sonnets, and I do 
I've, I've read them and we've had, when I studied Shakespeare, we had to recite some of the sonnets. Um, but my biggest thing about Shakespeare is speaking of hype. It's hard to appreciate Shakespeare because it's force fed to all of us. Yes. And it's, it's, I believe in the American school system and in school systems in general. I mean, Shakespeare, arguably, he's, he's one of the greatest writer in, writers in the English language. Right. Some people say the greatest writer in the English language and other people say he didn't write those plays, bro. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to even go there. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, like Marlowe wrote that one. Edward de Vere wrote this one. Oh, the queen was writing some of the plays. Like people, <laughs> people just have a hard time believing that one person. Here's what I know. I didn't write them and whoever wrote them, they're excellent. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. People, people have a hard time believing that one guy wrote all these plays, but it's not that hard to believe because what else did he have to do? There was no YouTube yet. Let me tell you He's something. Just people writing who all have the time. YouTube have done an amazing look at the body of work of some people where you're like, yeah, just hundreds and hundreds. Look at Mammoth. Yeah, exactly. For crying out loud. Exactly. I mean, Mammoth, Sam Shepard, like all these, all these, yeah. Renaissance men, you know? Renaissance women, rent, whatever. People who, who pr- produce so much content. Renaissanceable. Right. Renaissanceable. That, that's a pop school. And, uh, yeah, so I like the idea. I wish. It's all an iambic pentameter, right? Am I correct? Yes. Okay, but here's the thing. Which is exhausting. It, Shakespeare is not really, it's not supposed to be read. And that is the, that is the core problem with, like, it's, it's not, to be seen, it's supposed right? to be said. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be spoken. And it's, 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 it's a different experience to hear it or to speak it than it is to read it on the page. Because we're all taught Shakespeare academically. Like, right. this is important writing, blah, blah, blah. And any, <laughs> focus, any focus. authoritative Shakespeare publication, whether it be Penguin Shakespeare or Folger Shakespeare, the editors, Oh, that's the ice cream. Ice cream! cream. Hey, you're knocking over water. All right. You do physical comedy. (laughs) I'm a Foley artist of mine. Moonlight is a Foley artist. I knocked over water and stuff. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. So any Shakespeare, it's, it's, it's supposed to be spoken. And to speak it and to hear it is a different experience than um, to just read it like this is important. I'll tell right. you, I've never been able to fully understand it until I've seen the play. Exactly because like, when you when in, you it's like, wow, like this it's guy's, in this ice cream truck is making a he's making a U turn in your driveway. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's so loud. He's so loud. I I usually used to be able to hear him more. But welcome to summer in Van Nuys, Baron Vaughn. We we got we got kids on this in this cul de sac. <laughs> One afternoon around 11 o'clock, it was freezing cold. I was standing on the block, selling Chiba, nicks and dimes, saying a rhyme just to pass the time. Anyway, that's a hey. little BDP, a little Boogie Down Productions, ladies oh, and gentlemen. All right. It's all that's left of my rap knowledge from 1989. Boogie Down. You know John Roy, right? I don't. Oh, John Roy the Comic? Yeah. Yes, I do. Have you heard his Boogie Down Productions <laughs> joke? It's incredible. I won't tell it. I enjoy the fact that he has a Boogie Down Productions joke. It's It's... It's hilarious. He, he really cracked me up with it. The, basically, the joke is he was at a stoplight, and then he, there were two guys having a conversation on the street. And the yep. one came up to him and his window said, excuse me, will you tell this fool who KRS-One is? <laughs> and then John's like, yeah, yeah, KRS-One. Yeah, man's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Boogie Down Productions. He's like, thank you. And he drives away. And John was like, wow, those guys knew I was cool. And they knew I would know who KRS-One was. And then he's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. KRS-One's from the 80s. They know that I'm old. <laughs> he might as well came and said, excuse me, will you tell this fool who Michael Dukakis is? 
And I, I just I thought that was hilarious. Um, uh, that's good writing. That's good well writing. Well done, John Roy. Yeah, good job. Good, good, good job, Roy. So anyway, Shakespeare, written to be read. Shakespeare is credited with um, coining about, I want to say, about 1,500 words in the English language. That oh, for making them up. Ma- like he made murder. them up. Yeah. Murder, illumination. Right. Bump, manager, like words that Shakespeare created. Sheen he Bean. took Hey, Sheen Bean, he took like Latin and, and Greek and Roman, you know, uh, roots of words and combined them into new things. So Shakespeare's audience literally was hearing these words for the first time. And it was like you had to spell out the way that it was that you were saying it. You know what I mean? And then a very important thing that is, like I said, P- Penguin, Folger, all these authoritative things of reading Shakespeare, they've all been changed from what Shakespeare actually wrote. Because it was before dictionaries when he was writing. There was no agreed one way to spell things then. Really? Yes. See, this is the things that the people overlook. Mm -hmm. There was no agreed one way to spell any word. Okay. You spelled something the way that it sounded. Sure. And that's why in Shakespeare, like you, then people, when they got, they, they read, you had to read things out loud to know what it was. Because there was no one, like you saw a word, it wasn't always going to be spelled the same by everyone that you knew. So you had to sound it out, literally, just to know what was being said. Right. So um, there's a, something called the first folio of Shakespeare. Right. And any authoritative. No, no, no. You can get them. Okay. They're, 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 they, they exist. Okay. Um, any authoritative publication of Shakespeare, Penguin Folger, editors have changed the grammar have not the grammar, but change the punctuation and the spelling to fit today's rules. So they'll put periods, commas, and colons in places where Shakespeare did not put them to make the sense sentence make more sense depending you know, on what we now believe is English. Because they assume people are reading it instead of um hearing it. Exactly. But Shakespeare's punctuation are codes to how it's supposed to be said. And in the first folio He's given you these codes like a music score right. to let you know how it's supposed to be said. And that reveals to you so much about not only what's being said, but why it's being said right. and who these characters are. Like he might spe- – like he spelled things with capital letters because he wanted you to hit that letter. Right. Or he might put t- three L's at the end of kill because he wants you to say kill, you know, okay. like that. And then if you have a colon, that means something different than a comma, than a semicolon, than a dash. They all mean something. Right. And they all kind of tell you how the flow of the sentence supposed to, is supposed to sound. Okay. And that is what everyone misses. Right. That's why when you see it, when you see a Shakespeare play, unless it's done really academically, mm-hmm. then you get it more. Unless it's done badly. And it's done badly all the time. People try to do it like it's a, a research paper. And it's like, no, it's Olympics. Right. It's like the Olympics of acting. It's highly emotional right. acting. It is, it is, um, it, it's, it's highly emotional, highly experiential. And um, that's what people have to bring to it. Right. You know what I mean? But people try to do it like, I'm so, like, so. Have you seen a lot of, of live Shakespeare? I have. I have. Okay. Yeah. I have. And, I've, I've probably seen three plays. And it's not all good. It's not all good. Oh, no? <laughs> when I was in England, one of my, our teachers said, he's like, we, people think that we have a great, a, a lot of great productions of Shakespeare. He's like, there's probably more bad Shakespeare <laughs> in London than anywhere else in the world. Because he's ours. Right. So we're always doing it badly. And every now right. and then you get one that's good. I heard that there's a really good production of Mary Poppins right now going on in Broadway. <laughs> that one's theirs too. But we took it. We took it. Yeah, that's right. Step in time into this. <laughs> hey, guess what? What? It's been about an hour. Okay. Well, let me, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. 
I want to tell me the closing story. story. Closing story. Let's hear it. Because it's it's my one year. Like there's all these old theater people that have uh, you know, and then then that boy grew up to be blah blah blah. <laughs> so when I was in England studying Shakespeare and Jacobean tra- tragedy, which is the era right after Shakespeare. The Jacobean, or is that? What's that? Okay. Well, Jacobus is is the um, Latin version of James, who was the king after Elizabeth. Okay. So that was the, the Jacobean period. Yeah. Like there was Elizabethan right. and then Jacobean. Right. Okay. Because there was <laughs> because there were there was uh, some sort of rebellion. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the notes, hmm. or uh, I'll let everybody just judge me. Well, Jacobean tragedy is also it was all of its blood, all of its blood, 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 blood. It's all tragedies. Like Shakespeare wrote comedies and tragedies, but Jacobean tragedy, all tragedy. It's all this person fucked this person, this person killed this person, the end of the play. <laughs> wow. And that's right. why that's why the era after that, because it's like France and then there was restoration comedy, and that was all comedy because they were done with tragedies. Anyway, yeah. Moving on. Cheer me up. So when I was in England, we had a teacher, and we were talking about Hamlet because we just saw the production of Hamlet. And she was like, I'll tell you who the Hamlet of Hamlet of Hamlets was. And we're like, oh, really? Who? She's like, best Hamlet I've ever seen, Daniel Day-Lewis. And we're like, what? Really? And she's like, yeah, Shut Daniel Day-Lewis. my left foot. Because, you on, know, he really? did like 10 years. of he, he did like a movie. He does a movie every three years, but he did so much, especially in the 80s. He did so much theater in, in, in London all the time. And he played Hamlet. But he took it that extra Daniel Day-Lewis step of doing Hamlet right after his father in real life had died. So he brought that baggage to Hamlet. Wow. Exactly. So, so he comes out, he came, apparently he came out one night and he's about to speak and apparently there was a guy sitting in the front row that looked exactly like his father. And he had, he froze and said something to the effect of, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And then walked off the stage and like went into a mental institution for a couple of months. And then his understudy finished the role. Wow. And finished the role to rave reviews and also, because of this, got a career. And that understudy <laughs> yes. was Ray Fiennes. Really? Boom. Dork Forest out. <laughs> I like it. Dork Forest out. Thanks for listening. It was fascinating and fun. Thanks for playing. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?